of a video today. I think it speaks a lot. Would you agree? There's a lot in there, a lot packed into it. Fill with the word. The narrator did an excellent job revealing to us how important it was to what? Listen to his voice. One time he says, the air traffic controller says, here's the deal. If you want to get home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey what? My voice. You can't see me, but I can see you. If you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. You know how I teach, I always usually put it from my perspective, so you're going to hear some little testimony today, so bear with me. I can see this perspective in my life, even as of recently. I can see areas where I wasn't listening, caught up in my circumstances, all because I was looking through the wrong lens. Who has glasses in here? Who's got eyeglasses? If I was to give you my glasses, could you see through them? If I was to try to look through yours, could I see through them? We have to make sure we're looking through the right lens when we get up in the morning, when we go to bed. What lens is that? Right here. Has to be from this. It can't be about what you see or what you think you know. It's got to be what you know when you know her. And just as the narrator said, some of us are so blinded that we can't see anything. Have anybody ever been in a plane when it's foggy outside? Looking out the window. It's almost eerie because you cannot tell what's up or down. You just know that you're flying. You could be upside down. Yeah, you're glad you feel it, but it's weird. You just don't know where you're going. You can't see. You hear that? Sorry, that distracted me. I was like, that's beautiful. I love that. He says, without his voice, you have nothing. Without God's voice, we have nothing. He goes on to say, some paths that we're on are smooth, some are a rough ride, and it's not easy during the rough ride. Don't look at the storm. Listen to his voice. We all remember what happened to Peter, right? He's in the boat. Jesus calls him, says, come. He gets out of the water. Boat starts walking. Does he do great at first? Yep. What's his one oops? Begins to look at the storm. <coughs> and unfortunately, what the narrator shared is true, that if we are hung up watching the storm, some of us will die. But the narrator goes on and encourages with the, with the truth. And you've heard a bunch of us say it here, my, my favorite sense in the Bible, but God. God will take us through. He reminds us that there's so many voices out there, so many vices, worldly things that want to be controlling factors in our lives. We all got them. The best advice the lawyer gave, got from the air traffic controller was what? 
Follow the cross. The cross will guide you home. We cannot forget that the cross is the way home. If you follow Jesus, you will hear God's voice. Isaac was talking about the song anthem this morning. When you're declaring that I am royalty, I have been set free. You're declaring that position of not something that you earned. You're declaring the position of a follower in Jesus because that's who I am in him. And you're walking it out in faith, knowing that that's what he sees in you. Peter took his eyes off Jesus and onto the storm. And what did Jesus do? He got his, Peter get his eyes back on him. And they walked back to the boat. And the other spoke, he says, one day we're going to stand before God, saying what? You were the voice. I share this morning for one purpose, one purpose only. It's not the message this morning, but it is. It's to get our focus back on the voice. This voice. The voice that's on the inside of you, but the Holy Spirit that talks to you. You can't hear him. If you're in Christ, you can hear him. So let's pray this morning. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity this morning to share. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for just placing things in our lives that get our focus back on you, whether it be just a word or a video or a song <coughs> that's anointed. Uh, Father, I just thank you for just who you are. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for the fact that, Father God, we do have ears to hear. We do have eyes to see behind the veil, knowing who you are and what we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to start off with some scripture this morning, and I'm using a lot of Amplified this morning, so I think that helps clarify some things for us. So first one we're going to start off this morning is 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, they're very best to win, but only one receives the prize? Run your race. Now, I notice it didn't say they run Tom's race, run Jody's race. Got to run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air, just shadow boxing. But like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified as an unfit for service. This morning, I want to think about what race you're running, if you will. But let me put it to you another way. Are you playing the short game or are you playing the long game? The game of life we are playing, unfortunately, has forces at war against us. Most of you know that. Most of you experienced it. But for proof, let's go to Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. It's safe to say there's a war going on, would you agree? 
Anybody ever been in a battle? My friend Terry's been in a battle, I can tell you that. Isaac and Melinda's been in a battle. All of you. Jerry showed about some of his battle. Last time he taught. And how do we combat the battle? By putting on the armor of God and fighting the good fight of faith in the conflict with evil. And old Timmy, he's got some encouragement for us in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Again, the Amplified, verse 2. So you, my son, he's talking to us. Be strong, constantly strengthened, and empowered in the grace that is to be found only in Christ Jesus. The only way is through the cross, right? And he concludes in verse 11 through 13, he says, If we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Now, I was studying for this morning, and I got to that point, and I paused. Because it says, if we deny him, he will also deny us. And I thought of myself, I thought, if God is with us, how can he forsake us? How is he denying us? <laughs> so I reached out to a good friend for some clarity, because my perspective was in line with what he shared with me. So let me read what his perspective was. How can God deny us if he has never left us nor forsaken us as believers in Jesus? God cannot deny his nature. He honors us. He honors our word. If we say we don't know him or deny that he is Christ, he will not contradict that. I want you to think about something. If you're believing for something, revelation, healing, provision, If I'm not giving the God an opportunity to do that, to help me, what am I doing? I'm denying him. So it says, if we deny him, he will also deny us. If I'm believing for healing in my body, yet I'm not giving it to him to, to do the healing, instead of it being about me, what am I doing? I'm denying him. If we declare we are not in fellowship with him, he cannot say that he is in fellowship with us. He will honor our word. It is that simple. But the next verse is also very true. Verse 13. And it's true to his nature. He says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, true to his word and his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. God is faithful. And when we're faithless or fail, he looks through the failure and sees what? He sees himself. He cannot deny himself. That is a strong promise for those who have called on his name and became one with Jesus. Now John says several different times in the book of Revelations, I have to be honest, that's not a book that I've studied a lot. But he says it several times. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And he said this to several different churches. I think John knew we choose to listen or not listen. If you have an ear, excuse me, you have an ear down here, down your nowhere. For some of us, it's connected to here. For some of us, 
It's still not connected. What's down here in our knower? The Holy Spirit. Some of us are great at hearing it. I'm going to pick on Danny. He doesn't know this, but he asked me to come back, and he laid hands on me and prayed over me, and his prayer was exactly the same thing I was praying before that behind the booth, and he has no idea. That's what I was praying, to make sure that my words were clear, that it was his heart. Say I have ears to hear. Oh, there's like two people here today. Say I have ears to hear. I have ears to hear. Are your words powerful? Let's see how powerful. You don't have this one, Olivia, so I'm sorry. Proverbs 4:20 says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the spring of life. Put away from you deceitful mouth and put devious speech, devious speech far from you. Speak words of life. They bring life. And I'm no different than the rest of you. There are times I'm doing this really well. For me and the Holy Spirit are in lockstep. And then there are times when I feel like we're miles away or universes away. Who has a cell phone? That's a dumb question, right? <laughs> what happens if I put it on airplane mode? Can I get anything? Can I receive any phone calls? Can I receive any text messages? <laughs> Isaac says, I wish you could be on that all the time. It does nothing for me, right? It's just a dumb brick phone that's just laying there because I can't use it for nothing. There's a lot of yays for that. I have to turn it on, right? Hearing God's the same way. I have to turn it on. I have to want to be able to hear God. I got to say, yep, I'm going to listen today. Maybe think about me and Jody on vacation to Colorado. Two summers ago? Feels like forever ago, Jody. She's Facebooking over there. <laughs> she must not have it in airplane mode. I'm kidding. But every day, me and Jody prayed for something when we got up out of bed. We prayed for, what do we pray for? Encounters with God. Did it happen? Every day. Because it was the first time we spoke in existence. We're praying for encounters today, God. Which, which does what? It turns our ears on to listen, to see, because that's what we're expecting. In hearing the voice of God, it is vital that we remember which game we are playing. We're all in the same race, the same game previous generations have all faced. This race, and this race is not a sprint. It's a marathon. For some of us, it's a half marathon. For some of it's a full marathon. For some of us, it might be three or four marathons. Jerry shared a couple weeks ago that revelation flows when the dimension of the word dominates. And when we allow the truth of his word to dominate, we are able to hear more clearly because we will recognize his voice. You have to get into this to know what you're hearing. Can't be last week's great speaker or the word of the week. It's got to be from here. <laughs>
When life gets disoriented to where we can all see, when life gets disoriented to where all we can see is the storm, we have two choices. Go it alone and see, how it, and see what happens and how, which is, again, denying God into our own circumstance, right? God's gentleman, he's not going to come barging in. Or we take our eyes off the storm. Here's a big one. Off ourselves and put our focus back on him and keep running the race. And the sad part is most Christians don't know the game they are playing, the race that they are in. About a month ago, I really got started. I got a revelation, if you will, about the short game, long game. What's the difference? <laughs> it all stemmed from a leadership class that I've been blessed to go with. I'm not gonna lie to you, some of it's just news vest. But I'm being blessed by it. And we watched a motivational speaker by the name of Simon Sinek. Anybody ever heard of him? I was actually pretty impressed. Seems like a good guy. I haven't watched many things, but the one we watched was good. Now, the cool part about this story is Simon was invited to speak at a leadership conference for two large corporations, Microsoft and Apple. He shared at Microsoft Leadership Conference, 70% of the executives spent 70% of their time in their presentation sharing how to beat Apple. At Apple, leadership spent 100% of their time in their presentations talking about how to help teachers, students, and their customers. You see, one was obsessed with their competition. To me, that's the storms, if you will, of the world. And the other, on where they were going. One was playing to be number one, and the other one was playing to outlast the competition. He finishes up by saying, if you want to be a great leader, start with empathy, change your perspective, and play the game you're actually playing. What game are you playing? Those are the words stuck with me. What game are you playing? So for like two weeks, I'm, that's running my head. I'm one of those guys that once something sticks, it'll roll for a while before I get clarity. What game are you playing? So fast forward to a couple weeks ago. I was out running, and it was still rolling around in my head, thinking about, Tom, what game are you playing? Are you playing the short game or the long game? Full transparency, 2022 for me personally has been one of very big mental struggle. You all know it. The side effects that I've been speaking against from radiation had gotten to me to the point where mentally I was exhausted. I was depressed. I was unmotivated. I was losing hope. And as I was running, I knew God was trying to help me to see. So I said, Lord, help me see what you're trying to see because I just don't see it. I don't have that clarity. And what he showed me was this. I'm going to read it to you so I don't lose my how, what was captured. If I put it into my perspective, how I'd been playing the game, 
I was playing the short game. I was revealing to me that the short game is looking immediately at your circumstances, what everyone else is doing, where you missed it, your behavior, and it comes across as a victim mentality to the point of selfishness. I was consumed by me. I was also consumed by my frustration and fear of my vocal cords still not aligning to my prayers, your prayers. I don't find it funny that Grace Camp Sunday, we're up here and you guys all bless me like we're laying hands on me and speaking that my vocal cords were alive. I'm healed. And guess what happened after that? They got worse. It wasn't from God, so don't hear that. That's not what I'm saying. The enemy. We know what he does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What's my favorite sentence? But God. God revealed to me, recalling that video we watched earlier. In order to play the long game, I had to get my focus back on his voice. I know what his word says, but I was not hearing him, recalling his truths. We know a lot of things, but I am not recalling them and putting those pieces into play. Putting those pieces into play, they do nothing for If I don't put those pieces in play, they do nothing for me. Playing the long game is focusing on his truths, listening to his voice, walking it out, keeping that focus on the long game. Regardless of the noise of this world, the storms of this life, that's what the vision is, the hope is, the peace, the desire, the drive, the victory, because we're holding fast his truths and not ours. Remember last week during worship, I was talking about how someone says, what do you do when you're believing for something you ain't seen it yet? What do we keep doing? Keep believing. Don't get caught up in the voices in your head or the things outside that are trying to distract you and put away from it. Keep believing. Provision's coming. Healing is coming. I let myself go last summer. The sad part is, it's my choice. I made the choice to... I believe God put this word in my path to get my eyes off of me, just like Peter, when you're starting to sink in the water. So I decided to get back on the horse and play the long game, eyes back on Jesus, focused on God's promises and truths, listening. Do your best not to let this world, the storms of this life, get you down. If it takes a minute to catch your breath, take the minute. Catch your breath. Then stand back up. If you can't stand up, then crawl. If you can't crawl, then roll. Keep moving. Playing the long game as a victor. You may have been victimized or been a victim of pastors, past health, past health issues, past fill in the blank. But God wants you to know that he sees you, he loves you, he has big plans for you, he speaks to you. So as a body, let's keep moving together. Let's keep lifting each other up. Let's keep working together. And be world overcomers, as Isaac saying this morning, that he says we're through, that we are through him and through his son. And finally, I want to close with one last verse this morning. If you struggle with the knowledge that you can hear God's voice, let's erase that lie right now. Because Jesus says, you got to live you.
John 10. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And if you're in Jesus, you know what that means? You're a co-heir. You're walking with him. Are you playing the short game this morning? Or are you playing the long game? He has created your innermost parts. He wove you in your mother's womb. You're awesomely and wonderfully made. God works are wonderful and your spirit knows it. Now let your soul believe it and stand on it. Let's keep listening to his voice. Take a deep breath if we need it. Keep moving our eye. Keep moving and keeping our eyes on Jesus. Listen, if this has spoken to you today, I want to encourage you. You're not alone. We all struggle with hearing God's voice. It's not a natural thing. It's supernatural. Something you have that's in you. I thank you for just your faithfulness. I thank you for reminders through people, through friends, through your word. Eyes on you. Listen to your voice. Free to be who you've called me to be in you. Walking as a victor, not as a victim. Free to be you who you've called me to be. Free who you've called these people to be. My brothers and sisters, Father, we just love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.